All right, everybody. All right, all right, all right. Tune in, tell a friend the Playboy Comedy. Mr. Trey Love is in. It is Friday, January 19th, 9 o'clock a.m. You are live on the See You with Love and Lulu podcast. Man, we do this each and every week. I want to welcome everybody to the platform. Man, hey, look, this is week three of 2024. Man, <coughs> y'all, we got so much to talk about. It's a lot going on in the world. I got my special guest co-host going to come in and she going to shine with me. We're going to talk about some things and some other things and some things, man, because it's a lot going on, man. We have a lot of things to share with you. Just to let you know what platforms we are live on, we are live on Facebook, everybody. Listen to Lewis. We are live on my other Facebook profile, Lewis Trey Love Smith. We are live on YouTube. Listen to Lewis. And we are also live on Instagram now. Listen to Lewis. So it's going down right here, man. Right here, man. Woo. You know what? Without any further ado, I ain't even going to waste no time, man. I'm going to go ahead and bring my co-host in. I got some special announcements to make, man. For real. We're going to save all the special stuff for the end. But Man, it's it's just some amazing things going on. I'm excited to say that. My health is still good. I'm pushing hard, pushing forward. So many of y'all been praying for me. As you know, I had the open heart surgery January, I mean uh November 20th, 2023. Things are going good, man. Things are going real, real good. It's about uh we're looking at 60 days. Matter of fact, yeah, 60 days since the heart surgery. So 30 more days, y'all. I'll be at 90 days, and then I'll be back able to act a food in. I'm going to start back lifting weights and I'll be the doctors say by then I should be fully recovered, which I feel good overall. Y'all just to update everybody, I do feel good, but my chest is still a little tender. I still feel a little tender going on on the chest. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to say it's my fault, but partly um, I shouldn't be lifting anything over 10 pounds um, and I shouldn't be overexerting exercising which I've been working on, you know what I mean? I've been doing my walks because I you know I I still I still got to attack life, man. I can't sit back and just let life just go. I have to attack life, man. You know what I'm saying? It's my life. I got to live it and I got to live it to the fullest. But at the same time, I do obey doctor's orders. I take my medication. This is what keeps my my engine running. This is what keeps the, everything flowing good, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like you know, my blood pressure is good, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I really cannot complain. So. Mm. And I drink plenty of water. Also, I don't know if you guys have been watching and paying attention to my Facebook page. I am no longer drinking alcohol. That's right. I'm no longer drinking alcohol. I'm drinking near beers and, you know, non-alcoholic beverages and, uh, the hardest thing I drink now is a ginger ale, y'all. I'm telling you, mixed with a little Coca-Cola. That's about it for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it real light these days. And um, I'm no longer engaging in cannabis either. And I want to say this. I want to make a point about cannabis. I want to make it clear. Just because I'm not um, engaging in cannabis anymore does not mean that I don't advocate cannabis. You know what I mean? Because I think that cannabis is is uh it's a healer it's a healer and if used correctly and properly it can heal and it can help you know what I mean so when I say when I'm bragging on not uh smoking anymore not drinking when I say cigarettes I just don't agree with period I think cigarettes are awful they they give you cancer and all that kind of stuff but cannabis I do believe in the use properly can help heal it's help heal seizures and honestly, it has helped people get off drugs. So, you know, like I said, I just want to make sure that I'm clear when I say, you know, and again, this is my journey. I don't care what you do. When I say, hold on, let me not say that. I care what you do because as my audience, I want you to be healthy. I want what's best for you. But at the same time, I'm not here to judge. So if you're engaging in herb, if you're engaging in cigarettes, if you're smoking crack, doing cocaine, doing all the good stuff, I, I don't, I'm not here to judge you. I would say, just just uh, be moderate and look at the long term. You want to live a long, fulfilled life. You know what I mean? That's my advice to you. My life coaching business is kicking behind, too, man. My clients are, are doing very well. I've been coaching people in stand up. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the new year and I'm excited about the new me and I'm excited about my new 
Ventures. Without any further ado, y'all, I got to bring to the forum my co-host, my rider, my dog, my mother, my partner, y'all. Here she is, y'all. Give it up for Sister Lou, y'all. What's up, Sister Lou? Hey, hey, hey now. Happy Friday to you and to everyone out there. Baby, listen, we here. Let's be thankful for that. Sister Lou, we rock. If, if we this rockin'. week was anything like my week, honey, I'm just glad to be here right now. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you had a crazy week three in 2024. Talk to the people. What's going on? Um, I don't necessarily think that it was just crazy. It's just, you know, there are a lot of things going on in society and they just be trying you, you know, and yeah. the stronger that you get, the more you will be tested. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not even going to complain about the test. I'm just going to say I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and it's all to the good. <laughs> I got you, Lou. It goes mm. down. Yeah, man. Hey, look, man. It's so much going on, man. I mean, like when you say get mm -hmm. tested, oh my God, Sister Lou. It's just, it's wild out here, man. Because even one of the stories that we have today, actually, we're going to end on that story, is about um, a, a young lady who, who has been tested to the point that, you know, she unalived herself, you know, and it, mm. it's, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? When you're out mm -hmm. here and you're dealing with society and you're dealing with, with people, places, and things, you know, people don't understand racism is real. It's apparent. You know what I'm saying? These are things that we have to go through. So it, it's it, it's tough, man. But you really, really gotta gotta hold yourself down, man. And and I I mean I don't um I mean I'm an advocate for religion, but I don't push uh religion on people. But one thing mm -hmm. I will say is that I am a believer in the heavenly Father. And you, as they say, man, you gotta stay prayed up, man. You yes, really you do. Stay, you got you got to stay prayed up. It know, makes because, a difference. You know, things going to happen. They going to happen. And, you know, and, and it's funny, like I talk about life, life. And, you know, November 1st of 2023, I went to the doctor to get my EKG regular visit. You know, uh, they do the EKG on the heart because, again, don't forget this. The surgery I had on November 20th was my second open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. So I had my first one at July uh, 7th of 2014 which was my birthday. And it's crazy when I um, had it, you know what I'm saying? I recovered and, you know, I was just thinking I was just going to go on with my life, you know, and then they, you know, the doctors fool you. See, here go, here go what they told me. They said, well, this valve is only going to last about 10 years. It lasted nine years and four months, which when the lady was doing the EKG, she said, damn, it, it served its purpose. But mm -hmm. they fooled me because they told me that they would only have to go through my groin and when they would go through my groin, they would be able to pop the valve out and I'd be fine. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. When it came time for the valve to be replaced, I had to have an another open heart. They had to literally uh, cut my chest open again for a second time. But one thing I can say, I want to shout out Dr. Abahoda. I'm, I got a picture of him, too. I think if I got time and we wrap yes, it up. And you know what? The man allowed me to pray over his hands. I want, like, again, like I say, I'm not one to be trying to push religion down nobody's throat, but the man allowed me to pray over his hands, and we had mm -hmm. a very successful surgery, even though that mug hurt. <laughs> I'm not going to let <laughs> that mug hurt. It, it didn't hurt, y'all. <laughs> that shit hurt, okay? It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that shit now, I did. It's funny because, you know, when you're having surgery, of course, they have you uh, on the anesthesia, and you don't feel feel it at all. But when you wake up the next day, you know, and your nerves start, you know, coming together and you start feeling things. I'm like, oh, uh, y'all, wh where's the medicine? Please, mm -hmm. I need medication. You know, they had me on Norco's. They had me on some good medication. Even though the medication did help, there was no no getting around that pain. That pain was mm. literally severe. But I do thank the heaven above that I survived it. Like I said, things are looking good. My pressure down. So. Man, I, I'm just happy to be alive. And and you know what? We're going to go ahead and keep this first story off. It's a, a horrible story I have to share with everybody. It's some very sad news. I'm not happy to share this story. But again, we are um, the CU. So CU is what, y'all? Current events. So with current mm -hmm. events, we have to talk about what? Current events. Things going on right now. So we're going to share this first story. Let me see. Make sure y'all got my screen up here. And then we're going to talk about it, Sister Lou. Very sad story. All right. There it is, right there. They don't teach investing in school. 
And I think that's one and of the see, biggest ain't nobody trying to watch our dog on commercials. It teaches you how to invest your money in order to plan Let for a more comfortable that. life. Sorry about that, y'all. All right, let's get into it. We are beginning with breaking news tonight at 10. One person is dead, a second clinging to life after they were shot outside of an event center in East Memphis. Hi there, good evening, and thanks for being with us. I'm Shay Arthur. Memphis police mm -hmm. officers down around 4.15 to the parking lot of Paragon's Restaurant and Event Center. That's off Winchester. Now, that's where they say they found two men who had been shot. Both were taken to St. Francis Hospital, but one of them did not survive. The other is mm. a tonight and had to be airlifted to regional medical center now tmz is reporting the man who died is big jook rapper yogati's older brother however memphis police have not officially identified either man involved in this case we do have video that we're analyzing but we don't have a clear suspect identified at this time we do feel like the individual that was uh shot was possibly targeted by the suspect mm. Be sure to call Crime Stoppers at 901-528-CAST. Of course, stay with News Channel 3 as we continue to follow this story. Now, in the... Man, when I look... When, I, when I'm reporting something like this, it's, it's so sad and tragic. Another... It's not even... And see, the thing is, it's not a rapper this time, but it's the relative of a rapper. Some of mm -hmm. you all remember uh, uh, Young Dolph. He died. I think they killed him in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. And everybody was blaming Young Dolph's uh, death on uh, Yo Gotti. So this is in Memphis. This is, Memphis got it going on, man. It's a lot going on in Memphis. Memphis starting to remind I me see. of Chicago. Memphis reminded me of old uh, uh, L.A., you know, the, mm -hmm. the turf wars. And so... Uh, yeah, that was Yo Gotti's brother that was uh, unalive, and, and I'm really, I'm really sad because, you know, we complain about how we we've been done over the years with the KKK and white folks, but now we're doing it to each other. That's a mm -hmm. civil war. That's a war amongst black people. So I want to say a rest in peace to Big Jook. I watched a video, and also uh, there was another man, which was the bodyguard, who was in the car with Big Jook, and um, his mother, from what I understand, was was in the um, vehicle as well and she had to to run away so his mother was almost uh taken out as well this is this is crazy man you shooting at and he and he was at a funeral at a repass at um at yogati's restaurant he was at a repass for you know an uncle that just passed away i mean how do you get killed i mean excuse me i'm watching my words for youtube sake how do you get unalived at a funeral you know what i'm saying you can't even put to rest your loved ones. But again, we live in a new day and age and I, and the youth, I don't think they really respect life. Cause they, they, I mean, your mom in the car, you at a funeral, they don't even mm -hmm. say, okay, we, we want them, but we going to give them a pass and get them at another time. No, if they got an opportunity, they coming for you, man. So I just want to say, well, see, it's a different code. Now it is a whole different, they don't give a pass anymore or out of respect for elders or, you know, certain parts that you just didn't get into. No, no, not anymore. Not anymore. I think they're, you know, we're, this culture now is just so far separate from what it used to be, even in the um, other parts of the community, okay? <laughs> I don't want to say gangster or whatever, but there was still a code. Hold on, hold on. You understand yes, what I'm saying? She, she said, even in the um, what are we other parts it? of the community. Of the community. Yeah, they, <laughs> and, and with them gangsters. With them bangers. Yeah, I know I, I'm just mean. yeah, yeah, but it is, you know. I can remember growing up, and there were there were a lot of those people in the neighborhood that I grew up in as well. But there were certain things you didn't do, certain people you just didn't fuck with, you know. And my it's mama called, was one of those people. It's called a code. yes, ethics, it is ethics, you know. Like I I used to love this show called The Wire. I knew come on, shout out to uh us as black folks, everybody. We big wire friend fans, shout out to Idris Elba, uh Rest in peace. Oh, I hate to say it. I had never watched it. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I'm not surprised because we talk about you, Sister Lou. <laughs> I said it, y'all. I went on ahead and said it. You see, she, she called a gangster. She goes, you know, even the other community. like The, the they, other parts they, of they the community. Yeah, the other community. So, yeah, man, I am not surprised that you ain't seen it. But shout out to all, all the rest of us pretty much that you know, y'all, I ain't going to take a black card. I'm not going to revoke it. I'm not going to revoke it just because she ain't seen The Wire. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send her a couple of clips so that way she can be kind of abreast 
of uh, so yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard that it's really you know real shit riveting, Duh. and <laughs> yo, she God said rest this man. God, right. Let's just go ahead and rest big, big joke. So God, she God said she rest him. Riveting. riveting. All right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and uh, trans, um, how you say, transition into the mm -hmm. next story. Now, this next story, y'all, has a lot to do with our community. When I say our community, y'all, I'm talking about. Me too. Yeah, you too. This story okay. involves, it, not specifically, but this story definitely heavily involves you too. It's about our community. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about my friend, <laughs> Ms. Tori Hart, everybody. She's so pretty. And, and you know what? Let me tell you this. She is an amazing young lady. Not only is Tori pretty, Tori is, that's my girl. I love me some Tori Hart. Actually, at this particular show, it was at the stand up uh stand up comedy club um a few months back uh she was she was hosting the show and they had just bought her food and i showed up and she was eating and she was like they was like tori you about to go on and she was eating she was like oh. i said i said you want me to go ahead and open up for you she said please and i did about five minutes man had a ball man she hugged me she was real sweet she was like you did so good thank you for um doing that for me and I mean, just at, at to me, and again, we've talked, you know, Lou, I've explained to you about, you know, when you meet, sometimes when you meet your heroes, you know what I'm saying? Like um, another person, uh, actually the person who she's going to be on tour with, you meet your heroes and you meet people that you like, respect and admire. And then you find out that they are not uh, what you thought them to be, or they don't live mm -hmm. up to the, let's say live up to the hype. But I just want to say this, Tori is a sweetheart of a lady she's very humble she's nice she's kind and i'm happy for her going on the cat williams tour however here's where stuff gets interesting and it gets thick and uh -oh. it's no secret that kev and cat are not seeing eye to eye right now you know what well. i'm saying i mean even on the interview uh, that he did with Shannon Sharp, which I, I have you have to give credit where it's due. No matter how what your personal feelings are, you have to give credit where it's due. The Negro sparked up some sincere controversy and he got the Ooh. numbers through the roof. You know what I'm saying? It's he about the numbers too, honey. He bust in 2024, like boom, here we go. And so he like I said, he has some really choice words for Kevin Hart. And the irony is here it is a few and and, and I'm, gonna I'm gonna talk about this i'm gonna let you talk right now but i want to say this it's so ironic that he said all those things about kevin hart and then here it is all of a sudden now tori which is tori hart which is kevin hart's ex-wife is gonna be on tour with him this is crazy what you got to mm -hmm. say about this? what you think um you know i think that uh <laughs> there's always levels to it we were talking earlier about getting tested so like now how long am i gonna be disloyal to my ex-husband Woo! versus it, this is work you know what i mean like she she's in the career she's hustling she has earned her way into you know a position to to get on this doggone tour and from yeah. what i understand you know people that have been on tour with cat it really helped them in their career so now what is the ex-husband i mean like what is that i don't even understand kevin it just happens to be that her ex-husband is kevin hart what and that may have it yes i mean come on now well, it is my understanding that cats um, tours do pay very lucratively, that they do uh, enhance your career. And I I got kind of mixed feelings about this because I'm, I'm going to tell you how I feel about it personally. I mean, and again, when I say personally, y'all, the views and uh, stuff they expressed on this channel are just just that they're their opinions. So as as people, you have to roll with what you feel. You know, we're all entitled to our own feelings. But I'm gonna tell you how I feel personally. I, how I feel about it. A brother called me. One of my one of my comedy partners called me right after the Cat, Cat Williams interview, and he said, "Trey, what they doing in Hollywood?" Because he knows I live out here. Mm -hmm. it, it's so ironic to me that Cat did that interview, and what do you think that interview is going to do? It's going to make us want to see uh, Steve Harvey. It's going to make us want to see, listen to Ludacris. It's going to make us want to. 
listen to Ricky Smiley. I mean, he dissed a lot of people. So everybody that and Mike Epps, <laughs> shout out to Mike Epps, man. Mike Epps said something. He was like, "Man, cat, I thought we was cool. You said everybody name except mine." He was like, "Except Nigga, I mine." Need to press. He was like, "I need the press too, nigga. Why you ain't say my name? Hell, I'm going." Come on. on. He was like, I got a tour coming up. You could have said my name too, but he didn't say right. Mike Epps name. So Mike kind of, it was, you know, it's just funny that, okay, here's where I feel things got, get a little twisted. As soon as you finish the interview, all of a sudden now Tory Hart is on tour with you. First of all, it's going to do two things. It's controversy. So first of all, it's, it's messy. It's messy. It's messy oh, yeah. as hell. It's, it's put very messy. In Tory's heart, which uh, uh, put uh, money in Tory's pocket, which I support. Cause like I said, yo, this proof in the pudding. That's my girl right there. That's my friend. I, I mean, mm -hmm. but I love Kev too. I got a, a, you know, a small relationship with Kevin too. So I, I can't knock Kev or, well, I, I, I choice words about Kat, but I can't knock uh, Tori or Kev. But what I can say um, is that to go on tour, like she said, hold on. Like she said in the video, I'm working with the ops. Y'all working with the ops. But then you see she counting all that money working with the yes. ops. Again, it's going to put money in her pocket. But here's the thing. it I, I really do see it as sparking controversy because Tory Hart is not hurting in any way, shape, or form financially. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. That's just the ain't missing a meal. She ain't missing a dollar. Because one thing I do say about Kevin, how he handled business in the divorce, when Kevin had to break that money down, he even said in one of his interviews, he was like, when, the, when they asked me what amount to pay, he's rich. He's wealthy. So he didn't say, oh, no, man, I don't make but but seventeen hundred dollars a month. How y'all going to mm -hmm. take half of that? No, he's a gazillionaire. Kevin got Kevin got Kevin money is the kind of money like when he sleep, that money this this still is just money, money. He's already a, a multi a multimillionaire. So even in his mm -hmm. sleep, he's doing like this, he go to sleep, wake up. Damn, I got seven more million dollars. OK, right. So it's not like he's hurting. And with that being said, this woman has two beautiful children from Kevin. So she's got child support. Plus, she's the mother of two of Kevin's kids. So she ain't hurting in any way, shape or form. But let me explain this controversy, messy. All it's going to do is add more oomph to Cat's tour, because who doesn't want to go to the show to hear what Kevin Hart's ex-wife has to say? As she exactly. Uh, for Cat Williams. So that's why, like, when my boys say, man, what y'all doing in Hollywood? It does seem kind of um, Cat talked about be people being plants. Well, for you to put Tori Hart as one of your opening acts, what does that say? That's mm -hmm. I mean, like, she's a plant as well. You know, give me some more some more of your opinion on this. What you think? Well, like I said, I think it still goes back down to loyalty. You know, um, we, I don't exactly know all the ins and outs of, of her relationship with Kevin, but I think there was some infidelity things and some yeah. stuff. And so maybe she's like, oh, you know what? You know, and why, why do I need to be loyal to somebody that, you know, did these things? And now I, he's not my husband no more. You know, I'm a single mother and that she didn't ever plan to be. And now she has another opportunity to make whatever money and, and to take a little dig on her ex-husband. <laughs> you know, it's just a little, I mean, I'm like just saying. Take a dig on her little dig, you know, uh, it's it's a bit messy. We're going to call it what it is. But sometimes you, you own your shit, you know, and, and you step in it and you keep on moving. It just happens. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not here to say. You know, if if the tables was turned, if it was for me, it would it would weigh heavily on my um, loyalty. If I still had loyalty to my ex husband, it would depend on what went down. Like if he has shown me that, you know, because I think if you're married and you cheat on somebody and you're married, like that's just the worst. And it's not so much of the the betrayal and lies is one thing, but if you put my life in danger by you know mixing my DNA with somebody else, that's the shit there. Now that would make me go that that right there. Uh, uh, say she say that's the <laughs> now see that's the <laughs> now see that's the wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute you know at least give me a choice you know give me a choice if I have a choice then maybe I might make a different choice but if you make that choice for me yeah. then that part you know so she probably looked at those things and those factors and that extra money yeah. she's she going to uh you know she going to Turks and Caicos every other weekend can. now. You know what I mean? Kevin's current, Kevin's current wife uh, was was like his side piece when they was together. So, uh, I, look, I don't know. And she might get That's up there. That's a lot. And, and it's, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. 
and yeah. and she's you know like you said it, it doesn't really matter what she does he's he's going to take care of her and the kids and stuff yeah, she's gonna take so care this, of this is so her. what i want to hear from it's funny you talk about loyalty Ooh. i wonder how the even though we don't involve kids and stuff i wonder what kevin's son and kevin's daughter is saying like mama really is this what we doing yeah they mama. wouldn't mm -mm. I don't think they would like it. Be like for real. For real, mama, <laughs> mama. You know, now, daddy you know don't like daddy him. Don't get along, but really, you gonna you gonna do daddy like that? Okay. In other news, this tragic story, man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let me let me read this to you all. Hawthorne, California, a 57 year old father from Lawndale was shot and killed during a fight outside of a 24 hour burger joint in Hawthorne early Wednesday morning. In an incident, authorities said was a senseless shooting. The shooting was reported around 2 a.m. at Fabulous Burger on Rosecrans Avenue. According to the Hawthorne Police Department, the victim was identified as Eddie McAllister, an off-duty security guard who went to get food after getting off from work. <laughs> hey, they put mm. off from work, Lord, I don't, Lord, according to his family. Video footage shows McAllister fighting with a man moments before the shooting. It's very traumatizing to see your loved one taking their last breath, said Coma mm. Lindsley, Eddie's ex-wife, who saw the surveillance video of the shooting. There's a very, very clear picture of the assailant, Lisby described. You can see punches being thrown when Eddie got him down on the ground. The guy took out a gun. I took a gun out of his pocket, shot Eddie in the stomach. The suspect was tracked down at a nearby location shortly after the shooting and was arrested without incident. McAllister leaves behind four children. The family says mm -mm -mm. they will soon create a GoFundMe to help for arrangements. I, see, this story is is hurtful and wrong in so many ways. So many so, ways. So many ways. It, it's no secret. I'm always pushing for fathers. I'm a father's advocate. You know, I'm, I, matter of fact, I coach fathers. I lost custody of my kids for two years, went back to court without an attorney, got my kids back. And to know that now these four children have to live the rest of their life without a father over a fight at a burger joint. At a burger joint. And I, and I wasn't worth I, nothing. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't, wasn't worth nothing. nothing. I live in California and I'm going to tell you, man, you got to uh, and and I'm going to make also make a um, I'm going to do a video on a podcast about how to move out here. I've been in L.A. since 2008. Somebody I, need to. I, I got to because that brother lived here and a lot of people that are from here, you know, and see, I'm going to tell you, L.A. is so gangbanger. You don't know if they literally saw each other and they were from separate gangs because when you raised out here, the culture is gang. It's gang culture. So mm -hmm. it could be like, yo. He could be a crip from one set of crips that don't mess with that set of crips, or he could have been a blood that don't mess with that set of bloods, or he could they could have been a blood or crip or saw each other. And because sometimes some gangs are so so into it with each other, they they have like a like it's on site. You on, on site, you're gonna catch this fate. But what mm -hmm. I don't like is okay, brother, you getting dusted, he getting the best of you, but then you're gonna pull a gun out and shoot him, a 57-year-old man. And how how intense was the fight? I know y'all both old. I seen the video myself. Y'all both old. You well, not everybody saying? can take an ass whipping now. Not everybody can take a punch. I can't lie. Before my surgery, I'd give some and I'd take some. But you put your hands on me now. Nah, I'm going to bite your ass. I didn't have open heart surgery. And I warn you, look, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I, I'm not the one. Don't don't put your hands on me, okay? Don't I mean, put your look, hands on me. Look, you already won the fight. I'm, I'm already disabled, okay? But if you put your hands on me, I'm gonna I'm mess your ass up. I'm and I mean real bad. You're gonna end up with less than what you came with. You I'm taking I'm taking something <laughs> with me. I'm taking something with me. I don't give a damn. I will bite you. I'm telling you. I, 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 I agree. That's what my I'm brothers taught me. They said if you if you can't beat, you just do something. They so said you can pull I'm off somebody's earlobe with 10 pounds of pressure. Do you hear me? I'm gonna yank that damn, you know, shit. But this is so sad though. Hawthorne. I, I'm very sad to hear that. Yeah, I'm sure that it was never it was worth cool. it. It was never worth it. Whatever, it you know, then that man it. was obviously getting the best of him. And um, my goodness. Yeah. He looked like he can fight, too. He looked like he'll fuck somebody up over his baby girl right there. Okay. Uh, you see uh, you see that? Like, uh, I see it in his eye. He looked like he's to try it. Okay. And he was getting the best of the dude. And unfortunately, 
lost his life. And I'm going to just say this, man. Like I said, I'm going to make a video about how to move in L.A. Like I live in Long Beach and, and I don't live in the greatest part of Long Beach, but I know how to keep my mouth shut and stay to myself and, and tend to my business. You know, I've been in situations before where I could feel the tension and I could feel the heat and ain't no sense in me trying to do nothing because I'm not connected out here. I'm not connected with gangs or nothing like that. Hey, look, I came here to be an actor. I'm from mm -hmm. Florida. Okay. So I know how to like stay to myself, stay in my business, stay mm -hmm. in my lane. You know what I'm saying? And I, like I said, I'm gonna make a video for cats that because LA is the city of dreams. You know, people come out here to pursue their careers and whatnot. And it's some tragic stories that come out of LA, man. So I just want to say rest in peace to that brother, man. Eric, oh shit, wrong picture, wrong slide. Rest in peace to that brother, man. And um, I hope that- And peace to his family. And peace to his family. And I'm going to tell you this. We will be sharing the GoFundMe once we find out about it. I will share it on my platforms. And I yeah. want to say this about Black people. We we never have life insurance. Baby. Out of all the bills we pay. Baby, all the listen. We, pay, we never have life insurance. So I'm sure that, again, this is an <laughs> unexpected death. So these people got to come up with the money to bury him or possibly- uh, cremate him. We never have life insurance, so this is so sad. Yeah, in so many ways. It is so I, sad. I pray. I hate that. when I hear that has to happen. I try to do what I can to support, but honey, I, I really hate to hear when that happens. Yeah, and I also, even though I can't say that, I mean, how do you say this? You know, I pray for everybody involved, but I can't. I I find myself kind of feeling oxymoronic, wanting to pray for the brother who got dusted and committed the murder. But you have to realize his life is over, too. Mm -hmm. you it sure commit, is. You, you don't commit murder and then jump up. You see, they caught. And, and what's so stupid is they got everything on video and they literally caught him. I like the way they worded it shortly after. I mean, like both of their lives are thrown away. He could have took that whooping and went home and had some break, got some sleep. Because, you know, when you get your ass whooped, you got to get you some sleep. So he yes. went home, took that ass whooping, got home, got some sleep, got up in the morning, got some breakfast dusted itself off and be like, all right, all right, it's cool. But unfortunately, the brother Eric is no longer with us. And this brother is no longer with us either because they going to put him. See, my mama used to say something. Oh, they're going to put you up under the jail. They're going to put him mm -hmm. they gonna, up under the jail. It's murder. First of all, you yeah. get no bail. Let's talk about that. You get no bail. Mm -hmm. Second of all, murder. And again, you don't know who and how he was connected in the streets. You you might catch catch some flack off up in there, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, because uh, they can see the news too. They see what's going on, even if they ain't talk to nobody. And the news is wide open. All right, so we got another tragic story. I know y'all like you doing. Yeah, we talking about stories. This is see you with Love and Lulu. Current events, y'all. Okay, this story right here pisses me the hell off. People say that the KKK basically traded in their hoods for uniforms. So yeah. cops found not guilty in Manuel Ellis's death, receiving $500 to leave jobs. Listen to this story. And then we're going to talk about this one because I got some really choice words for this particular story right here. Three, Lord have mercy. Tacoma police officers found guilty in 2020 in the 2020 killing of Manuel Ellis, a 33 year old black man whose death drew parallels to the murder of George Floyd have resigned mm. from the department. Video shown during the trial shows officers putting an unarmed Ellis in a chokehold, tasing him and pinning him to the ground. Ellis can be heard in the footage saying to the officers, can't breathe, sir. Can't breathe. Officers Christopher Burbank and Matthew <sighs> Collins were found not guilty of the murder and manslaughter last month. And Timothy Rank, 34, who was acquitted of manslaughter, received $500,000 in exchange for their resignations. You know what? Let, okay. I'm going to tell you why this story pisses me off. Like, to the high, like, we used to say something back in the day. I'm pissed to the highest point of pissivity. Yes. Our black life. They keep saying... Black, and, and you know what I noticed? First of all, this story uh, wasn't publicized. It wasn't given the 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 validity that that um, George Floyd's murder was. But nonetheless, this is murder. People say black lives matter. So what? Man Manuel's black life didn't matter. The man is unarmed. They've been he's, found not guilty. He's telling the police officers on camera. Breathe. 
And then here it is. We literally are to the point we're so afraid and we're done so wrong. We respecting the people that are literally killing us. You saying mm -hmm. can't breathe, sir. I'm trying to let you know, sir. So that's showing that's a sign of respect. Sir mm -hmm. is a sign of respect. When you call a person, sir, sir, I can't breathe. And then not only are you choking him, but you tase him. It it saddens me. I'm going to be honest with you, man. When I get pulled over by the police, I, I literally I start turning my camera on right there in the car. I just look. I go yeah. to my camera and I push I push record because mm -hmm. these police officers are. I don't I don't know what it is. They have a God complex. And uh, in L.A., they're they're doing research on a gang of police officers that literally they get they get tattoos, they get stripes and they have a gang where if they kill a black person. They get they get they, they have to kill a black person in order to be part of this gang. Then when they get mm, in the gang, they get a God. tattoo. Yeah, they get a tattoo. And what and in the world? It's I'm telling you, it is. Horrible. I thought I heard about that, like as a plot for a movie, but I could definitely see that being true. Uh, well, That's in scary. Los Angeles, California, here's another thing, too. I'm not trying to be funny in any way, shape or form. But if you mm -hmm. uh, if you're here, pay attention to what the police officers look like. Police officers used to be basic white guys, right? When you look at mm -hmm. the police officers here now, it's a high majority of Hispanic police officers. Out I here. believe it. High majority. And it's no secret that Hispanics and blacks don't get along mm, out here. Mm, mm, and that's mm. something that being from Florida, I wasn't used to. See, I'm from my. I've story. gotten along with all the Hispanics in my life. I didn't dated a few of them, and they were and, delicious. Ooh, go on and tell your fitness sister Lou. He like I. She didn't. She didn't not get along. Uh, she ain't even on them. She in them. Ooh. I said my that. my babysitter growing up was Puerto Rican. You know, yeah. my neighborhood was black and brown, so I never had problems with that. But um, I've heard that a lot about you know California and, and L.A. specifically that. It's not. I have. I've never had any bad experiences with that. I can't say. LA is, but that's that, that's that's the issue to me. Um, is. When they talk about all of these um, immigrants, I think that's what the word is now. And you know, and they're they flooding all of aliens. the. They used to call them aliens, so now they're an upgraded to immigrants. You ain't an alien no more. You're an immigrant now. Oh my goodness! It, it, right. But I think that, you know, that's something to really, really take note of because the, the climate is changing. And unfortunately, these people, you know, they're here, however they got here, and they ain't got nothing to lose. They ain't got nothing you to know? lose. You um, know, and they have a whole different language. There's a whole community, you know, that's a bit more unified than black people. A bit? <laughs> I'm that's just a, trying to make a, a point that, that that's something to pay attention to. A bit, a bit more. Unified. You know, that, that, that's that something to. <laughs> a bit, a bit, just a bit. More we have, you know, what we have, we have pockets in our in our black community. We have pockets that are really together. We do. We just got to get them. The rest of them pockets connected. Admittedly, we do have pockets, but pockets. I really being a being a brother who who finished college, a member of the fraternity Phi Beta Sigma. A member of the Masons, I I really uh pride myself on hanging around with black people that are unified. But mm -hmm. I'm gonna say this: this story right here in Memphis that we our first story. Who you think killed him? It wasn't no white people that killed Big Juke. It wasn't no Hispanic <sighs> people that killed Big Juke. It wasn't no it wasn't. Hispanic people that were going against Yogati and his brother. And again, another thing too, like and I don't, he's a beautiful black man. He had a I mean, beautiful look smile. Look at him, handsome. He's a brother. beautiful guy. Forty-seven years old. Forty-seven years old. No longer with us. And I saw um, his birthday tribute. His mother was talking about that's the son that was with her from the beginning. You know, she. Mm. You know, it's funny. Our stories are so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? So filled with, uh, with drugs. She was like, "Yeah, when I had my first dope hole." He was the one who um <laughs> who was with me when I was when my dope hole was getting kicked in. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. But whoa, just, just the way she was giving the story, you know, like that my she meant that heart. though. That was significant I mean, in her life. Heart. It came from hey. my heart. You know, uh when I um when Lord, I had my dope mercy. Hole, you know what I'm saying? My my dope hole. When I first had my dope hole, 
uh he was the first one to do this and that and it was just just so sad man so sad so i'm sorry to say but like i said you said uh possibly but it's the reality is man our people are doing a lot to each other and it's it's sad that story yeah this story think about it two stories we shared today are literally stories about black people killing black people so how do we expect them to value our lives when we don't value our own lives you know what i'm saying so that's a very sad story all right y'all we're gonna go ahead and get into the next one uh this is this one here this is gonna be the last story today y'all before we update y'all on the uh everything sister lou and uh trey love because you know we got some stuff going on but this story right here touches me really 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 deep i'm gonna post this young lady's picture and then i'm gonna read the article Mm. on this lady with her tragic story uh dr annette candia oh i'm sorry dr antoinette thank you for correcting me dr Mm -hmm. antoinette candia bailey vice president of student affairs at lincoln university missouri reportedly died by unaliving herself i don't want to use certain words from bullying and severe mistreatment in her role i want to say this i personally just i don't i I can't find words to to even start you know to even start talking about this because i'm black Mm -hmm. i'm black i'm african-american I've been in settings and mm. situations where I know it was racism. And I'm I'm going to assume, and when I say assume, I don't know the details. I don't know who was mistreating her. I don't know if it was her colleagues. I don't know if it was her, her white counterparts or someone Spanish. But it says severe mistreatment. To be vice president of student affairs and to unalive yourself from bullying, that had to, I, mm. I watched I watched a, a news clip about this story and there was a she was a professor and I guess there was a dean or something I don't know the hierarchy in the school but right. there was this white guy who was above her and he was just giving her the blues with all the different things so that was she was white you know guy. Yes, it was. And this is a black college, which was I still don't understand all of the details, but she did have um, she did suffer from uh, some sort of mental illness and was under treatment for it. Now, that didn't affect her duties as a professor. She was a boss at her shit. You know, she knew her shit. You know, she taught it and and all of that at extremely high level. However, I think that. um, And it's unfortunate that they knew it and they may have played on it or I, I don't exactly know if I'm using the right words, but there are times where you deal with people that are in particular um, treatments, you know, or rehabilitation and stuff like that. You deal with them in a different way. You don't right. necessarily, right. you know, use, like you say, using particular language and things of that nature. You don't want to trigger anybody. And you also want to be, you know, as open as you can to allow them to have space to speak how they feel. And it must have, must have really gotten to her. Um, I can say as a black woman who's worked in corporate uh, all of my life and don't, and don't take my black card because I'm about to say, so. <laughs> so like when I was in, even in oh, high school, on, I never a, audience, audience that paying attention when y'all watch this don't. video, you see, she had to give us a, a disclaimer. Uh, don't take my, <laughs> when someone says uh, very bougie, Hey, listen, don't take my black card. Okay. Please so don't go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I, I, you know, I am, I am my mama and and daddy's child, you know, but so I did, I never worked like fast food or nothing like that. Like my first job was with the uh, state of Ohio. Don't take a black car, but she ain't never worked at McDonald's. How you, Mm -mm. wait, wait, how you expect us not to take your black car? (laughs) You ain't never worked at McDonald's. You ain't one of us. Mm -mm. You ain't never clocked in at da, 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 da. Oh no! No! Look at you! No, you no. ain't worked at McDonald's. No, sir. I worked very hard. I worked very hard. I worked very hard at what I did, but I did not do that in particular. And 
and, and never mind all of that. I, that was the preface to the story. The story is that I've dealt in corporate um, offices as a lot of times the only black person or the youngest person or the youngest black. And honey, so without God, without God and my parents, corporate, they huh? would take you through the ringer. Like I, when I first started there, I had caught strep throat. I was still on probation. And I was off work for, I don't know, three or four days. And my supervisor was this white guy and he was very racist. He, his arm was all fucked up because he used to swim with the sharks and they eat his ass up every time he went out there. But he kept going like them weird ass white people do. <laughs> anyway, oh, that, he, um, say shark and I'm gone. This fool. Like, okay. Yeah. Like his arm, his fingers, it, it, it was that kind of a place. And, um, he, made me call i told him what was going on he made me call the pharmacy to verify what type of medication i was taking and i didn't know that you had to do that or didn't have to do it so i did it but then i happened to be in conversation with some of the other black women there and it was like he did what oh hell no and you know i was in the union i joined the union i didn't know nothing about the union and um they got they filed a case for me and a grievance i got all this money and i automatically got a position and um i got from up under his supervision they put me under the black woman who filed the case for me and it was on and popping from there so i got really hard into the union and learned a lot about things you can do can't do and even um with some of the women you know that work there the government hires a lot of women they want single mothers they want women in debt they want women that can work and not get fired you know, or not quit. Let me say that. If you got four kids and you no, I'm telling the truth today, but if you got three, four kids, they know you're going to bring your ass to work because you got to take care of your kids. So they'll try to treat you any kind of way. So I learned how to become a, a big advocate for little things like that. Cause that shit, when you, you're at work 40 hours a week, you ain't even with your children 40 hours a fucking week. Right. So every little bit, it fucks with you mentally. You good off wow. work. You want to go drink to forget about what these people did to you all day. It's a whole cycle. So I can only imagine to have worked up to a high level to be a professor. She was a doctor yes. of something and battling a mental illness and getting all the way to a doctorate is a, a super high achievement as it is. Wow. And I'm you sure they what? probably was mad at that. I'm so I, I said all that. To, mm? No, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh. I said all that to say that, you know, I, I sympathize highly with, with us. We have a level of PTSD that surpasses any other um, race in this society. I don't give a damn if you did climb over the border. You know what I mean? Like at every level, whether you was in the fast food or if you was in the office, it wasn't no better because I was working in air conditioning. Wow. Shit, we watched the we watched the OJ verdict in the office. That this is how long ago it was. We watched the OJ verdict on a TV on a wheel cart. Remember the old school wheel cart? Yes, yes. And baby, when I tell you, you couldn't hear a pin drop in that entire room, and wow. it was three black people in there, about forty five white people in there. And somebody wow. and the dude who got ate up by the sharks, he said, it's a murderer on the loose. And honey, they got the yelling and chanting. And me and the other two black people skirted our black ass up right out of there and left. I I left. the. I went home. Mom, I called my mom. She said, bring your ass home. And I went home. Shit. Wow. I wasn't even 20. Uh uh. Oh, it was. Wow. I tell some corporate stories now. <laughs> no, and you know what? We gonna have we gonna we gonna start a segment corporate corporate time like how Dave Chappelle used to do on the uh uh what what's my boy um Charlie Murphy used to do on um goddamn it Dave Chappelle we gotta have story time with Sister Lou because these stories that you're you're telling let me tell you what makes them um what makes them so informative to to me we always talk about black women feeling um empowered to not be with their black man. So to hear a, a legit story about how corporate America is set up for and they will give you jobs, they will put you in positions mm -hmm. they, they want that for them to want single mothers, for them to mm -hmm. want mother, people that are dependent on them. And that puts puts you in a position where you, you know, it ostracizes the black man. We, we are y'all we being hit in so many ways. It's crazy, man. It's you know real. It's, it's, it's real. real. It's real. So. Wow, that's that's some deep stories. And I want to thank you for sharing that. You know what I'm saying? Because these are things that people don't pay attention to when they don't they don't look at the overall arcing issue of racism. And I want to mm -hmm. say this for her being a VP of student affairs for the comedians out there that are pursuing um, colleges. Student affairs is the 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 place that books the entertainment. Mm hmm. 
you know, so it's kind of crazy. I can only and, imagine the positive impact and the empowerment that she radiated all around there. I'm sure they couldn't stand that shit. Oh, no. I'm sure they couldn't stand it. They can't stand it when I do it, and I ain't going to stop. <laughs> a black woman with a doctor label. So I want to say rest in peace to this young lady. I really, yes, really please. Wish, Blessings. You know, every time something like this happens, I always uh, try to say I wish someone could have talked to her, someone could have reached her. Because that is to end your own life is oh man it's like to feel like you have nothing that's some deep sea that's some deep pain and again having that yes hopelessness you know what that level of hopelessness let me share something real quick I have a this is the national suicide hotline man if if you're thinking about you know and you're not having a a good go of things and you to my veterans out there I'm gonna also share that number. Um, I'm also going to share the number to NAMI. This this story made me want to just share some information. National Suicide Hotline, text uh, 988. Uh, NAMI, ladies and gentlemen, 1-800-950-6242. That's the National Mental Health Hotline. Please, if you guys are, are feeling uh, uh, stress and, you, and you know, you're thinking about doing something um, as severe as what uh, doc, the doctor did, Please call these numbers. Please text the national hotline. I mean, I, I really want to see people win. I want to see people live. You want to live out your days. You know, God blessed you with a life. Live it all the way to the fullest. And last but not least, I got to give a shout out to my veterans. You know, I'm a disabled veteran myself. And I know that PTSD is real. Post-traumatic stress is real. You don't know what these brothers and sisters go through, you know, when when they are uh, dealing with seeing their best friends and loved ones be unalived it's a it's a horrible mm-hmm. thing to have to experience and and um shout out to all the brothers the veterans and shout out to anybody that's suffering i i really wish you the best and i just know that if, if no, nobody's praying for you nobody believes in you i believe in you i'm praying for you i'm wishing you the best if nobody else is i'm doing it so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and continue, y'all. Um, and and make donations to the channel, man. You know what I'm saying? I gotta start cutting Sister Lou a check because she be coming in here slam dunking every week with her smile, her essence, and her zest. So y'all, you know, not only watch tune in, but start making some contributions. You know what I'm saying? Um, got t-shirts for sale. There's gonna be a lot coming from this channel, but as you guys can see, we are pushing forward in a very positive way. So before we get out of here, we got a couple of things to share. Uh-huh. Hey, let's talk about uh, uh, Miss Thane. Okay, so I am. Go ahead, darling. <laughs> this time. weekend, I am in Columbus, Ohio, and I will be hosting this poetry night. Now, baby, listen, these comics are from Chicago and Milwaukee. They come in a long way to come and they sizzle, baby. You, this is the type of poetry where you have to sit up in your chair like, wait a minute. You know, they're going to, you know, it's going to be a wonderful environment. I'm going to have some incense going because, you know, I burn incense everywhere I go. I do number seven or I do vanilla or that black cherry, baby. Listen, but we're going to have some good vibes, stimulate your mind. And I'm going to be hosting all night. So I'm going to keep you laughing. Listen, this is the best place to come and get some joy. It's going to be at the hashtag comedy space here in Columbus on Saturday, January 20th. And if you follow me on IG sister.comedy.lu, you can find out more. All right. The yeah. address, ladies and gentlemen, is one, two, five, three. I North couldn't read Hyatt. that. I got it. That, see, that's because we're going to ask it a lot for me right now. Look, look, look I, that's why. I, who got your back? Who got your back? You Brother do. Lou. Brother Lou. <laughs> <laughs> She's Sister Lou. I got her back. Brother Lou. One, two, five, three North High Street, Columbus, Ohio. $15 in advance on Eventbrite. $20 at the door. Showtime, 7.30 p.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. Street parking. Complimentary refreshments, wine will be available for purchase. All right, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Sister Lou sent me this, right? And you know, uh, what did you think when you first saw that picture? I look, um, who the hell? I, th- you want to know what I thought? I was like, uh, Uncle Charles, I thought it was one of my uncles. I was like, how she get a picture? <laughs> Listen, you know, like we were talking about that sister, uh, Dr. Antoinette, who, um, you know, had came to her wits end, you know, dealing in this situation. She may not have had an outlet. 
Yes. And sometimes stress can build up on you. You don't sleep. You don't drink enough water. Your body does stuff. And so you have to do things along the way that's going to help you release. You know, people work out and the sweat, you know, they, they sweat that stuff out or they meditate and they clear their mind. And for me, it is uh, horse therapy. It is equine therapy, baby. Listen, um, there's a couple of horse farms here in Ohio that I volunteer with because um, I love horses so much. And then they also offer retreats once or twice a year. So I went to the retreat. Um, if you see this horse in the back there, that's beauty. Beauty. That's my girl. Okay. I'll be singing Isley Brothers to her. She knows some of my secrets and everything. Okay. We be talking. She follow me around like a puppy. When I'm at the farm, I'll be just walking and talking. And I say, girl, you know, this whatever's going on. And, it, and it, I can't talk to somebody sitting on the couch. It just don't work for me. That's not the way my brain works. But being with her, brushing her hair. And then um, she has a little homie who is this donkey here. His name is Oatmeal. Now, Oatmeal ain't walking with nothing. He is very spunky. You, he will he will mess around and kick you real quick and so fast you have no idea um and that's why yeah <laughs> yeah he's like salt and pepper all over his hair is cut like a mohawk it's really long on top and it's short he looks like one of them old school girls at the uh vfw you know how uh -uh, to get the mohawks uh -uh, uh -uh. <laughs> Uh-uh, you ain't finna talk about my uh my cousins talking about the old school girls at the VF. Uh-uh. Hey. I love them too, but I'm, I love them too, but it's a style now. I'm a I'm a cosmetologist. I understand. Y'all see oatmeal. It's a style. Hi, Tony. I said he had a mohawk, you know, it's a little bit on top and some in the back, you know. But um like you see it. You see it. Oh, yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. He was like, hold on. He did like, hey, hold on. Right. You see it? Let me get with it. Oh, Lord. He is straight up, chin up buttercup all the time. So th this is my opportunity to tell you that therapy works. You need to find what works for you. Maybe you need to get, get in a body of water, get in the pool. Uh, see? Yeah. And it um, some people it's the sauna. Maybe you need to just sweat. Um, I also had started doing uh, boxing at the gym. They have a boxing thing at the gym. I, you know, sometimes I need to get that physical aggression out. I need to punch something because I'm a tomboy, and that keeps me from punching other people. I so, um, brother that, you know, that, uh, get it. You heard what she say. Sometimes I need to punch something. I don't hit people anymore. That's a long time. Wait, did she say anymore? Okay, Sister Lou gonna catch in the statute charge. of limitations. I can't talk about that no more. Okay, so we she we gonna <laughs> Sister Lou gonna catch the charge. Two more things we're gonna talk about before we get out of here. First of all, I want to thank everybody that tuned in today. We had a wonderful show. We talked yeah. about you know the uh passing a big juke. Shout out to him. We talked about Tory Hart mm -hmm. uh going on tour with Cat Williams. We talked about a Hawthorne man right here in California who uh passed away at 57, four kids. We talked about uh, three police officers who were found not guilty and got paid $500,000 to walk away from their jobs after mm -mm -mm. unaliving a black man. We talked about Dr. Antoinette, uh, VP of Student Affairs, who tragically took her own life. We promoted Sister Lou's show. We talked about self-care. Two more shows, for two more subjects before we get out of here. And this is my favorite. Like, y'all know I'm always bragging on this girl. It's the reason why I have her here as my co-host, because I'm just excited. She excites me in like um, in like a like I'm an OG comic. You know, I've been doing it for a while. But when you see a young spry comic coming out doing a thing, I'm just excited, man. If your ass is in Columbus, Ohio and you don't go see Sister Lou, I'm going to tell her to not box the boxing thing. I'm going to tell her to box you. Go see Sister <laughs> Lou. If you I like it. Ohio, Please. And this is at a comedy club called The Attic, right, Sister Lou? Give everybody, yes, sir. Information. Give everybody information. Yes, it's The Attic Comedy Club. We're at 892 Oak Street. Um, that's in Old Town East part of town, not too far from downtown. And uh, honey, listen, it is called The Attic because it is upstairs. It's above an old school pizza shop. Um, some of the best pizza in the city. Absolutely. And the pizza shop's open till about two, three o'clock in the morning. It's it's pretty lively down there. But um, we have on Wednesdays, I host the open mic. It is one of the best nights of the week because we also have a workshop and it is like all of the top comics in town come and practice and work out there. Uh, we just got voted the one of the best open mics in the city, um, the best comedy venue. Um, shoot, the best comedy venue, the best open mic. And oh, I was voted one of the um, top 10 comedians in Columbus. Thank you, please, and thanks. So had, um, it's I a really good place up, to be to unload it and get some joy. Because Sister Lou out there showing out. All right, y'all, we got 30 more seconds. I want to just tell you uh -oh. guys, 
I actually am now officially a member reinstated to the Screen Actors Guild. That's right. Come back on. After, I got my membership back, y'all. Shout out to Pop me. Pop it, sir. Yeah, Pop it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So now I can get them big auditions for them big parts and them big roles. Man, before we get out of here, man, I want to say um, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. This has been another yes. fantastic show. Week three has come to a close, and so has this show. Everybody have a great evening. Tell them bye, Sister Lou. Be good, y'all. Be good to yourself. We out.